Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. It's been said that if people truly understood the first of the Ten Commandments, there wouldn't be a need for the other nine. And it's also been said that because people don't understand the Ten Commandments, we now have libraries and full of books with laws explaining behavior. The point being that if you can get at the essence of something, everything else flows from that essence automatically if you're in touch with the essence. But if you can't get in touch with the essence, then continuous, a continuous river of explanations is necessary. One after the other, after the other, after the other. The point of each explanation being to attempt to get you back to the essence. But if that one doesn't work, then another one is needed, and 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 soon there are volumes and volumes and volumes filling up libraries with explanations to the point where we have commentaries on the explanations. And we've gotten so far removed from the original essence of things that we're not even talking about the essence anymore. We're talking about why is it that men steal as opposed to why is it that men don't understand the essential reason for being. We, we, we lose track in, in, in a profound way. Now in Islam, before people do most things, before you begin on a journey, uh, before you begin uh, an encounter in business, uh, before uh, you begin a speech, uh, before you, you start anything, people usually say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, which means in the name of God, the compassionate and the merciful, or the merciful and the compassionate. We say that because that is at the essence of things. And it's a return to a focus on the essence. And we should take some understanding from that. In the name of God, and the explanation of what that God is, comes in two words. The compassionate and the merciful. End of sentence. End of thought. Maybe beginning of understanding. God is merciful and compassionate. His nature is merciful and compassionate. If we want to get at the essence 
of things. Our nature has to become merciful and compassionate. Now, we live a life in this world. And our life is very personal. We have names, we have personalities, we describe ourselves in certain ways, we give ourselves addresses, we give ourselves locations, uh, we give ourselves nationalities, uh, we give ourselves languages and religions. We have many, many ways to identify ourselves. But do any of us identify ourselves as, who are you, compassionate and merciful? Imagine if somebody were to say your name and then say the merciful and the compassionate, and that would be the extent of your description. In the way that we say, Allah, the merciful and the compassionate. What a turnaround <clears throat> of our usual descriptive idea of what exists in the world. What a turnaround it is of all of the usual proto-understandings of what goes on between us and how we relate to each other. Now, in order to become the merciful and compassionate, what is it that you don't have? Well, when we say Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, we don't say from Saudi Arabia. We don't say from the United States. We don't say from Russia. We also don't say the God of Islam or the God of Judaism, or the God of Christianity. We don't use other definitions. We don't expand upon the definition in order to limit it, in order to differentiate it, in order to exclude others from it. The extent of the definition is merciful and compassionate. And merciful and compassionate fits everywhere and anywhere and everyone and anyone. It's not a limiting definition except if you're not merciful and compassionate. Then you're excluded from that group. But there is no barrier to entry in that group by any of the other adjectives in creation. So, to become merciful and compassionate, what do you have to give up? You have to give up all the other defining terms. You have to give up the name of your religion. You have to give up the name of your nationality. You have to give up the connection to 
all of the various things in the world. You have to give up your personality, but not just a little bit. Entirely. Personality means that you exist within the creation as a distinct entity, individuated and absorbing what's going on around you. To be without personality is to become non-individuated. In other words, your life becomes, as opposed to personal, impersonal. You're no longer living for yourself. You're living for mercy and compassion. A different response to existence than the usual response to existence that we have. How many are capable of living this impersonal existence? How many are capable of being compassionate as a way of life? Allah gives. Compassion gives. Individuation takes. When individuation is done away with, the personal needs no longer exist. Once needs and desires dissipate, then we are able to give. Allah has everything within him self-satisfied without needs. Now, we can't expect to enter into that level of not needing. But what level of not needing can we enter into? And what is the extent that we can enter into that level? In plays, there are different characters. And these characters all have uh, names, and they have roles that they play within the play. Uh, many people have said that life is an effect like a play, and this world is an effect like a stage. Actors are taught how to understand the characters that they play in dramas or comedies in plays. And the way they're taught, one of the ways that they're taught is they need to figure out the motives behind the character. In other words, they need to internalize the character that they're playing and respond as he would respond because of what his inner workings or her inner workings are. Now, since we're all characters in this play called life, shouldn't we look at what character we want to play? Or are we going to let somebody else decide for us the character 
that we want to play. Are we going to let the school system decide the character we want to play? Are we going to let our parents decide the character we're going to play? Are we going to let outside influences decide the character we want to play? Are we going to let our desires decide the character we want to play? Since I need to get this, I need to be a character who can obtain this. Since I want to be looked at in a certain way, I need to become the character that is perceived in that certain way. Do we actually look at our life closely enough to perceive these questions and perceive the answers to these questions? Now, if we've chosen to become one who leads an impersonal life because we've begun to understand the foibles of living in this illusory world and taking on the obligations of this illusory world and taking on the attachments of this illusory world and taking on the desires of this illusory world and taking on the difficulties of this illusory world and taking on the weight of this illusory world and we've decided we no longer want to do that or we've decided that there is no benefit to doing that and we want to escape from that, how do we build this new character that's not involved? Because when we first step into this character, we're fresh in it. We haven't been there for a long time yet. We haven't even gone through the rehearsal period. You know, most plays, they rehearse for six to eight weeks before they put it on stage. And I'll tell you something. Somebody who is acting on opening night and if the show has a long run is going to be a lot different after they've done the character for a year than when they did it opening night. There's a development of the way a person handles the character they're playing which develops over time. And it's like that with us. We develop over time. The pertinent question being, what is it that we develop into? And why do we develop into it? And these are the questions we have to ask ourselves in this play called Life. Who am I? Who is the character that I am playing? What motivates this character? What is its reason for being? Big question. What is its reason for being? Or, much more direct, what is my reason for being? What is the character that I am playing? What are my motivations? What do I want my motivations to be? Why am I? Not just who am I, why am I?
If we want to become the character whose name is compassion in the play, we have to understand the essence of the compassion. If we want to become the character called mercy in the play, we have to understand the nature of the character called mercy. Or we can end up in other places. We can be the character called anger. We can be the character called jealousy. We can be the character called miserly, the character called greedy, the character called lustful. If you read any of the classic plays, each of the characters are a prototype that embody qualities. We are prototypes that embody qualities, which are the qualities that we embody. What are the motivations for our character and what's the character we choose to play? And how susceptible to outside opinion is this character? Or is this character strong enough internally that outside opinion doesn't make him sway or waver? He holds to that which he's determined is appropriate because he's understood things at an essential level. And when you get to that point, you no longer need books, you no longer need libraries, you begin to develop a connection to reality. And in that connection to reality, you are fed all that there is that's necessary. Because in reality, all, everything exists and you're open to that everything. You're open to the cor cornucopia of fullness that feeds you directly in this world so that you can do the work of reality in this world. Your needs disappear. They dissipate because your connection is not to the place of need. Your connection is to the place of completeness and fullness. Your connection is not to desire. Your connection is to the place where everything is given. And you become part of that giving. Taking is no longer part of your need. Giving becomes your being. And that's an alteration. That is a transformation. That is a change in being. And it takes 
becoming non-susceptible to all of the worldly arguments about what you've left behind because you've chosen to do this. It becomes being non-susceptible to all of the worldly arguments about what can satisfy you in this world and what it can do for you. It becomes being non-susceptible to status, power, arrogance, wealth, anger, pride, vengeance, being treated appropriately. It becomes being non-susceptible to all of the pulls of the demonic that pull you from the path into the path that is non-compassionate and non-merciful. It becomes a new way of being, a new way of living. And it makes you rare within the world. So, can you be one in a very much larger number, like say a million, and not let the opinion of that million make you one of them? Do you want to be one outside of a million or one within the million? Can you bear the separation from illusion? Can you bear the separation from the comfort of illusion? Can you bear it? Can you separate yourself from all of the things that the entire world considers comfort? Can you let go of mashed potatoes? The mashed potatoes of illusion. Comfort isn't just in food. Comfort is in lots of things in illusion. Can we be the ones, can we become the ones who are comfortable being uncomfortable? Can we do without all that illusion offers us? Can we turn our back on what everybody else is running to? Can we swim upstream? Can we go against what other people are saying is the nature of things? Can we see outside of the ordinary? Are we brave enough to be different? Are we, do we have enough courage to follow the truth wherever it takes us? Can we stand people turning away from us? On the path to reality, these are all things that we're going to encounter and that we're going to have to deal with and that we're going to have to think about and come to conclusions. If the straight path is the path that we want, then at each one, at each step, we will gird ourselves and choose 
reality. May that choice become easy for us. May it become intuitive for us. May it become natural for us. May it become the way we are. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbi, Allah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.